1: Welcome to WrestleWolf, I am Damian Gibson and this is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. Uh, Yes, we are going to watch every episode of Nitro ever, and uh, to help me do that, it's the man, the mystery, the enigma, it's Matthew.
0: Hello, how are you going? Good, man. This was a good good episode to watch, I feel. This was was like, uh, well, it was an enjoyable episode of wrestling, which in 2020 is a relatively rare thing.
1: Yeah. I uh I actually um while I was watching this when the when the nitro thing came on I was like genuinely excited. You know, <laughs> which sounds really like you know makes me sound like a bigger loser than I already am, but I was like I'm genuinely looking forward to to watching this. And I I I sort of compared it to how I feel with dynamite which it, it's similar. I don't know if I'm at the same level with dynamite yet. When I, you know, I'm always happy to see Dynamite, but I'm not like, oh yeah, I can't wait. But I think a lot of that's got to do with like how stupid I mean, Dynamite is Dynamite is a professional wrestling show where most things make sense and you know everyone seems to be part of a team. Even the like the bigger names like Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho are happy to Dean Ambrose, John Moxley and (laughs) and Chris Jericho are happy to put people over. You said it, not me. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's been a long weekend. And um, Nitro, we have the complete opposite. There's so many egos running around, and it's fascinating and hilarious. And there's good wrestling as well, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, but this episode kind of sums up everything. And we haven't even got to the NWO yet. Well this, we is, even...
0: <laughs> well, this is like you're like you're saying, like, oh, you know, like I don't you know, I'm really excited about this. I I'm not a fan of uh watch alongs, as you discovered with horror. Um, I just don't particularly like watch alongs. Um, oh, I can get how, it. however I would be happy in six years when we get to two thousand and one nitro and like feel like Oh my God, we have to record this again. Like, we've, we're five We have to, we just have to do it. Like, we just have to f- make good and finish it to do a listen yeah. along to these early episodes where we're like really excited about the uh, <laughs> potential of WCW.
1: Yeah. Look, we, like, it's going to get, it's going to get bad eventually. But I, I genuinely, and not to harp on the sort of the same old tropes that we almost do in every episode that we do of every wrestling promotion, but. <laughs> These things go for 45 minutes. So even if it isn't a great episode, it's not a huge investment, you know? Like, And things are moving, even if it's shit, at least we're moving on quickly. You know, it'll be a three-minute segment, and then we're on to the next thing. Well, this
0: is the thing um, that I think the undercurrent of this whole podcast is that you and I both secretly suspect that Nitro is not as bad as it is made out to be by, like, you know, the rise and fall of WCW and it never will Mm. be as bad as it's made out to be. We'll see. But uh, but both of us, I I think I can speak for both of us in saying that we suspect that this is actually going to be all right. It's not going to be as bad as, like, watching Baron Corbin uh, pour dog food on Roman Reigns. And if it is, then that's, you know, fine. We've been there. We've, We've already been there, been
1: there. So, you know. Like, I watched the Jeff Hardy-Shamus uh, bar brawl a couple of weeks ago, so it can't, it can't be any worse than that, you know. That was genuinely the worst thing I've ever seen in wrestling. Anyway, let's get into something that's fun. We are coming uh, we're coming live from Denver, Colorado, which is the mile-high city. I'm not sure if you know that. That got mentioned about 117 times um, of Denver, Colorado. And Pepe, a bit of Pepe watch. He's is, <laughs> is wearing a leather jacket and glasses. This is, the do- this is Mongo's pet chihuahua who's wearing a leather jacket with, uh, like, kind of angel wings on the back of the, the leather jacket and then he's wearing glasses, human glasses because dogs don't wear glasses, mm. with goggly eyes with springs on them. And supposedly it's because of the eye-popping action that we're going to see on Nitro, Matt.
0: I couldn't... I was just... I just kept thinking, like, how distressing that must have been for this (laughs) animal. Because, like, the animal... Like, we like to, you know, humanise animals and stuff. There is no way that dog understood what those glasses were doing, why they were on on. him. (laughs) Like... Yeah and
1: also like there's like 8000 people around him and 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 fireworks and Bobby the Brain heen and Eric Bischoff at 11 just screaming in his face you know <laughs> like
0: and Eric this... was at Eric was like beyond 11 this this episode like Eric was at at 15 he was at 50 yeah. mm, spinal tap he was blowing up the amplifiers <laughs> um He's,
1: uh you know, I always think every week of, like, should I try and do, like, an Eric Bischoff uh, intro to the podcast? And I was like, I just can't. I'm just not that kind. Of, I don't have that kind of personality, you know. It's, like, it's, I just couldn't, you know, you we are coming live from the month. Like, it's so, it's crazy, crazy. That was
0: shockingly good, though.
1: What? Your Eric Bischoff, just then. Oh, right. <laughs> I've watched a lot of Nitro, uh, and then Tony Schiavone basically does the exact same thing once he he gets on gets on board the second Doctor. Um, while I was paying attention, and I I genuinely laughed at Pepe with the like. It, it, I think I said in the last episode that if you put like a chihuahua in a leather jacket, then you've got my money. And then they did that the next week and put goggly eyes on him, Matt. So. I'm already
0: in. I'm already like, yep, cool. (laughs) I I was sort of of the, um, when it comes to animal stories, I want to see animals that are friends that shouldn't be friends, like a dog and a bear, uh, a lion and a a cat, like that kind of stuff. Like I'm really into that. Um, uh, Animals dressed up and tortured in front of a live crowd is not for me. I don't um, know. Pepe, Pepe seems to be all taking it in his stride,
1: man. He doesn't seem too stressed out about it.
0: Well, you, you really can't know that because you see him for a very small moment and you don't know if he's medicated. Like, oh, I'm God, not, I don't no, want to no, make no. it <laughs> thought about that. I don't, I don't want to uh, go really dark on Mongo here, but... It's insane. Mongo. I mean, there's anything's possible. Be, there's questions to be answered.
1: Um, <laughs> In the middle, so after Eric Bischoff has done all of his Eric Bischoff things, Ric Flair comes out and um, rips uh, Eric Bischoff's headset off him and calls out Arne Anderson, um, basically saying that he wants a match with him, I think, was, was what was happening there. He was
0: screaming double A again yeah. and again and again. You got the point of what was happening is that he wanted
1: he wanted to at least speak to Arn Anderson. Um, but uh, that was all I was getting from it because it was he he was in full Ric Flair mode.
0: It was it was pretty extra, I think, is how the, the kids would describe it. Yeah, uh, I got
1: Anderson, Arn Anderson, <laughs> 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 double A, blah <laughs> blah <laughs> blah <laughs> blah blah and then he handed back Eric his headphones and pissed off again. And there was, I don't know if you noticed, but there was some terrible mugging going on between Eric and Bobby where they were doing that extras in the coffee shop and neighbours thing where they're pretending to have a conversation but they're not actually saying anything because if they actually spoke, they would get picked up on Rick's mic. <laughs> uh, and it, was, it was so the worst act. For two guys who were actually pretty good in front of the camera, like just all of a sudden they turned into really bad robotic kind of actors
0: that's uh sorry what what did you say i don't know honey why can't you ask kaylee that question though because he doesn't know well i don't know i don't have any cardboard boxes there's what well, the, there's have a look on the bench anyway you got to leave me alone now okay because i'm recording <laughs> sorry it's all good, man. Where can I find cardboard boxes? Um, anyway, let's get exactly. back into it. Uh
1: so Rick storms off, he's given Eric his headphones back, uh, and then they cut to a recap of Lex Luger from last week. And at this stage, man, all of the, this is two minutes and five seconds into the episode, and all of this has happened. And the
0: uh immediately as they recap the Lex Luger stuff. They just start adding stipulations because the only stipulation about 10 seconds before this was that Lex Luger would have to leave WCW and then mm-hmm. it, like, loses his title shot as well, which, I mean, makes sense if he's not in WCW, but technically, you know, it it goes without saying that he would lose his title shot if he was no longer allowed to wrestle in WCW uh, unless he was going to wrestle. Was it uncensored that's the... What's the pay per view? Uh, that probably doesn't exist yet, but the pay per view of unsanctioned matches. Maybe he could have come back and had his title shot then. Could have, um, yeah. But uh, anyway, that's 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 theoretical and ridiculous. <laughs> um, but they're <laughs> you know they're like they're just really piling on stipulations for, for just needlessly. It's like you know he'll lose his freedom. He won't be able to be employed <laughs> yeah. in the future by anyone. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: he can't marry. Uh he'll have to wear a chastity belt for the rest of his life. You know, anything that they can get their hands on. He has to give his um, muscles
0: to charity.
1: I did think that. Like when he when he walks out uh in this episode, I was like, Jesus, like he's so built. You know, like he can see why promoters would look at him and go, oh, we've got like we have to sign this guy. I mean, look at him. Mm. But then he opens his mouth and it all
0: falls apart. He is awful. And like <laughs> my my one note for this match is that, like, Macho Man is exceptionally good in the ring. Even at this age, like, the best has passed him by. You can tell that he's a little bit slower. He still has a great, under- incredible, uh, phenomenal understanding of psychology. I'm going to be controversial and say Macho Man, very good at wrestling. Uh you know, don't flame me on Twitter, trolls. Uh, but he is not good enough to make me enjoy Lex Luger in the ring. He does his best. We we have the recap
1: of the of the what had gone down the week before, which was essentially the giant the giant is choke slamming anyone who's a face at the moment, and he did that last week. He chokeslammed Macho Man, and then there was that weird. Just to recap quickly, there was a, a weird sort of moment where Lex Luger came down and all of a sudden it was like is he going to help Macho Man or the giant which this was this story had not been <laughs> insinuated at all until the moment Lex Luger was walking down the the ramp and he stood over Macho Man which would insinuate that he is moving towards being part of the Dungeon of Doom but then the giant choke slams him as well and that basically brings us to This match where Lex Luger's put his match on the uh, his career on the line or WCW career on the line against Macho Man, they both get to the ring, they lock up, and we go straight to an ad break. Just really beautiful programming from WCW. (laughs) (laughs) They've built up. They call this the co-headliner. They build it up so much. We're six minutes into the episode. No wrestling's happened yet, and um, that is
0: straight to an ad break as soon as they lock up. (laughs) That is (laughs) what. Worth mentioning that it is the co-headliner. It's the co-main event which starts the show, which is fine. And then there's uh, the main event of Arn and Flair uh, later on. Yeah, and then there's yeah. one other match on this show. So there is mm. two main events and an und- and an undercard of one match. There's more main events than an undercard, <laughs> which is. <laughs>
1: So WCW, it's great.
0: Uh, In the ad break, we get an ad for
1: Halloween Havoc. And uh, I I just want to bring it up because there was, (laughs) it's such a 90s sort of um, thing of like the Giants holding like a crystal ball, I suppose you would say. But that's just like a photo. And then in the photo of the crystal ball, they've kind of got like Hulk Hogan looking panicked or scared sort of thing. The, I just wanted to bring that up because it was so terrible but awesome at the same time.
0: They're desperately trying to sell this monster car thing. Like, I don't know how they got stuck with it, but it seems like no one wants it, but they're also, like, desperately trying to figure out how to make people interested. And they go... because So it's going to be a monster truck battle, which makes no sense to any sensible person, and then a <laughs> wrestling match both between Hulk Hogan and the Giant. And they go... Yeah. Man will become machine as they battle on the monster trucks, and then machine will turn back into man as they go into the river. (laughs) They're just getting in and out of cars. Man will get out of car.
1: It's crazy. Uh, I, the only thing I could think of with that ad is that maybe Eric Bischoff thinks that this is going to be his Citizen Kane, and that's the you know, that's where the snow globe (laughs) comes from, but um.
0: Oh, how What anyway, get... would that be if in the last bit of, like, last moment of Nitro, it just, like, is Sting in a hospital bed and he just says, monster truck. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, he, he dies and the snow globe with Hulk Hogan in it, like, <laughs> hits the floor, rolls across the floor. <laughs> and then it's Sting being thrown into an incinerator um
1: yeah exactly
0: and then there's a a bunch of people
1: going through the wcw like archives of things you know like the halloween havoc set bash at the beach set trying to work out um anyway nothing like some orson wells references in 2020 to get the kids going um so, so we're back to the match uh macho man's tights are so macho man it's not funny they're like hot pink and hot orange they're about six or seven years out of step with like what's cool now, but
0: that makes it cool. Uh, I think also I they were. I don't a huge know if inf- at the time, it made it cool. I think if you were un, like, it's sort of like how like Guns N' Roses were cool, and then Kurt Cobain existed, and Guns N' Roses stopped being cool for a little bit, oh, uh, yeah. and they've actually remained uncool. Just to be very clear, uh, and potentially were never actually cool. Uh, to begin with, I'm, use, I'm really torturing mm. this analogy. I'm not really 100% sure where I'm going. <laughs> I know, I'm just, just... <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that Macho Man, who I like, is like Guns N' Roses, who I don't like, and mm-hmm. someone else who I can't work out who is like Kurt Cobain. Uh, I, this analogy was meaningless, um, and this part <laughs> of the show will be cut, except now me having said that makes me know that it won't be. <laughs> no chance man uh goodbye well, with I... it. <laughs> it was an enjoyable
1: trip for me man it we don't always have to have a destination on these you know on these side side bars well i mean um, it is
0: wcw so an enjoyable trip exactly right. and no destination of value exactly in- right
1: exactly right i was just going to say i feel like these tights were hugely influ- uh, influential on mgmt's look um you know 15- <laughs> Fifteen to twenty years later.
0: <laughs> um also I'm the really only like... person who's ever claimed that MGMT ripped off the macho man.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna put it to him as well. I feel like they're the kind of guys who would go with it. They feel I... like fun, nice dudes.
0: <laughs> I think Kendrick <laughs> Lamar ripped off uh, his rap album, so let's <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> stand by it. I um I want a
1: line of Macho Man pajama bottoms that look exactly like his tights.
0: So Redbubble uh, sells tights. Oh, don't tell me they exist. Uh, that like I've been circling a pair of uh, Sean Michaels tights, but they are literally like yoga pants. Probably not really for men. And have no valid use for me in my life at all. If I went to a yoga class and a girl was
1: wearing a pair of uh, HBK tights, I'd have to ask her, even though it would be really creepy and gross, I would have to ask her to marry me straight away.
0: But what if you went to a yoga class and outside, because I'm not going to go to yoga, was a man wearing a pair of HBK tights? Just sitting around.
1: Uh, I'd be intrigued. I wouldn't ask you to marry me because, uh, you know, that's not that's not my thing. But uh, I'd still be interested to know where you got them and why you're wearing them and why you're hanging out the front of
0: this yoga class. What I have discovered, because I tried to find this for you, these pants for you, uh, while we were talking, is is not the pants, but you can get a double bed cover. With that, just oh, says no. madness and has pictures of Macho Man's face. No, 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 no.
1: It's already hard enough to try and find a girlfriend at <laughs> all but, by mentioning wrestling. You essentially have to say nothing. And then after a couple of months of dating, then you go, oh, yeah, I kind of like wrestling. And then I uncover my studio that just has wrestling shit everywhere, a Rey Mysterio mask. <laughs> You know, sting baseball bat. What's all this? Nothing, nothing. Don't pay any attention to that. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, People don't like Lex. Uh, He's getting booed. And and as I was in this match and I was like, do they, do the crowd, have the crowd just assumed that he's part of the Dungeon of Doom? Have I missed that?
0: No. So the thing is the crowd don't care about the Dungeon of Doom at all. So they wouldn't be booing if he, they thought he was part of the Dungeon of Doom because they'd be like, oh, we don't care about this guy. They care that they're forced to watch Lex Luger wrestle because, <laughs> yes, it's 25 years ago, but like they're still human beings. We haven't, like, then, they haven't, like, they haven't evo- like, we haven't evolved that far past them.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, a, good, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, we get our first ref bump. Uh, that um, that leads to Macho Man doing a flying elbow. And uh, this um, relates to your point earlier about Macho Man still wrestling really well. He looks great. He gets so much air on this flying elbow, um, and it's the only thing in this match that really is worth watching, you know, <laughs> as far as wrestling is concerned. Uh, he goes to pin, but the ref is knocked out. Uh, and uh-oh, here comes the Giant uh, with our good friend um, Zodiac. And he kills Macho Man again., uh, Lex comes to um, and then puts Macho Man in the rack, walk well, kind attempts to, but he can't even do his own finishing move properly. Did you notice that? <laughs> He's kind of got Macho half hanging off one shoulder
0: yeah, it didn't it didn't look uh, Just very good.
1: no, uh, anyway, Macho Man gets counted out, and um. That's the end of that match. But I don't think we've seen the end of this storyline.
0: No, but then you never know with WCW. Maybe we have.
1: Okay. You can only hope. That's the thing where it's like, oh well, you know, maybe next week it'll maybe they'll just forget and I'll move on to something it's else.
0: The the terror like because I have very patchy memories of WCW and the one memory that sort of haunts me through all this is uh, Lex Luger and the Wolfpack. Because I'm like, we're not even up to the yeah. NWO, let alone the Wolfpack, which means up oh, we've got like eight years more of, uh, three years more of Lex Luger minimum. And then I know Jeff Jarrett's coming, and I just see him sitting there. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Whew. Um,
1: so it cuts to Eric and the boys, and they're 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 doing a, you know the intro to the next match, and we hear Disco Inferno's
0: theme and he comes out. And I, have I... A, I have a direct quote that I've, I've got to uh, state that Bischoff says that is one of the most haunting things that I've ever heard said on commentary. I've got scheduled Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, but I'm hearing Disco Inferno's music. And I was like, you're not going to fuck me on this, are you, WCW? <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't. Uh,
1: but beforehand, <laughs> before Eddie comes out, um, Disco Inferno is doing, like, his, his little disco stew dance, John Tra- Travolta from, <laughs> from Saturday Night Fever Dance, and uh, he's really bad at it. I seem to remember him, like, being okay At the dancing, maybe he gets better as time goes on. I mean, as far as a wrestler dancing is concerned, but he's so like he's not even in time with the music. He's kind of just doing weird, like walk like an Egyptian type dance moves. Like,
0: are you? It looks like he hasn't
1: bought into his own gimmick yet.
0: (laughs) Are you disappointed about the Disco Inferno's uh, lack of dancing talent at this stage? Well, just because I remember.
1: I don't remember it being that bad. I remember it being a funny gimmick, but mm. I don't. I don't remember it being like, oh, like car crash.
0: Bad. No, I, I I believe he gets better, um, and I not so. just at dancing. I think it's. I think his actual character gets better. Um, yeah, I
1: think the, the more he sort of leans into being a heel and stuff, and then eventually he was a face and won like the U.S. title and stuff, didn't he?
0: I can't remember. We're, we'll find out.
1: Uh. Yeah, it gets to the point WCW where everyone wins a belt. So I'm sure he has. <laughs> I'm sure he has at some point. Uh, anyway, he's doing his ridiculousness, and Eddie Guerrero comes out for the first time. It's the first time we've seen Eddie on Nitro. Uh, and he basically just tells Disco to fuck off. And uh, he does. That's the respect that Eddie is already <laughs> garnishing in the WCW locker room. He just looks at him and says, go away. And uh disco just exits stage left.
0: <laughs> um and they refer to Eddie as a gentleman, which I like given his character later on. <laughs> yeah. Uh Dean Malenko comes
1: out next and he's wearing black and hot pink trunks. This is not like
0: Dean Malenko at all. Uh he's wearing the he's wearing Scott Hall's trunks. They are literally the like uh blood drippy scott yeah. hall outsider trunks
1: yeah 100 um, percent. but they're hot pink instead of black and red
0: it was very weird but it's really weird
1: i don't want to see dean malenko in hot pink ever again he's the ice man the man of a thousand holes i don't want him What what's this personality that we're allowing to escape from dean malenko
0: and and he is the man of a thousand holds as mongo mcmichael tells us when he says what can only be described as something that Mongo McMichael actually said, which was a thousand holes. There's a book called 101 Sex Positions. Where does he get a thousand from? That was it. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I've got a Mongo quote
1: here as well. Uh there's a couple of um there's a couple of sort of like cruiserweight uh you know, move for move type things where a couple of, you know, rest holds and they both sort of, like, reverse it and then, you know, have those situations where they're both staring at each other. They both they both know each other inside out. They can't get an upper hand on each other. And um De Malenko sort of does a backflip back onto his feet and Mongo says, these guys fly around like a couple of perispos over dead meat. Perispos? Yeah, don't know what that is. Don't know what they are. Thought maybe you could shed some light on that. I assume it's like some weird southern word for flies.
0: Isn't is, all, is all meat dead by the time it's meat? <laughs> that's like you don't true. look at a cow and say, "Oh, there's meat." Like you say, "You're dead meat." Like that's a threat, though. Yeah, but you know, you wouldn't uh, like look at a steak and be like, "Look at this dead steak."
1: Uh, excuse so. me, waiter. This steak, this steak is dead. <laughs> Can you take this back to the kitchen, please? <laughs>
0: like to be able to hear it move. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, if I, it, it, I think this this match has the most WCW thing imaginable, where they've got two of maybe the ten greatest in ring technicians, just like putting on an absolute barn burner. Yeah, and. With no warning, they cut away to Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart in a fake locker room. Were they- uh,
1: well, we'll get, uh, that's exactly, that is exactly what I've got in my notes, man. I'm like, this is a great match. Meanwhile, Poochie Hogan is only two minutes
0: away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually know he's arrived. We cut to Jimmy Hart strung out like a meth head looking for a hit. Uh, and he runs up to Hulk Hogan's uh, limousine, the Hulkster gets out, and Jimmy Hart's like, you won't believe, you won't believe what the Giant's done to, to Macho Man. Uh, and, like, the sensible person uh, he is, he says, he's got to confront the Giant for all the little Hulkamaniacs maniacs out there. Um, and, and they and- sort of, they walk off into the, the arena.
0: Um, to be clear, this is not, uh, this is not, like, WWE style where they've got the little screen where you can still see what's going no. on in the ring. What's going no on in the idea. ring is no longer matters. <laughs>
1: no, it does, they going to give a shit.
0: Uh, you know, do you want to
1: see two of the greatest wrestlers of all time have their, you know, their first match on Monday night nitro? hundred percent I do. Do you want to watch Hulk Hogan for most of that? Well, I'm I'm going to, aren't I? Hundred percent are, 100% uh... are. <laughs>
0: From the very first, it's unsurprising that both of these men uh left WCW uh unhappy and went and became well, Eddie became a big star. Dean was probably done by that point, I guess. Yeah. Um but far out they wasted the potential of both of these people.
1: Yeah, and this is a this is a real little microcosm of that. Um mm. They go back to the match, but then Bobby the Brain and Eric start talking about George Steinbrenner, and this gets brought up a few times throughout the night. Um, Eddie comes off the top rope uh, to the outside, gets so much air. It's it's crazy. Um, uh, Meanwhile, we get a Poochie update. Uh, Hogan's running wild in the locker room looking for the giant, apparently. Um, Eddie gets the win. Um Dean grabs him and says that uh, you got lucky with that one. He wants another match. And Eddie just says, yes, no worries. <laughs> they shake hands and off they go. Um, and it was from the little bits and pieces that we saw, Matt, it was a really great match, but we were more interested in talking about baseball and Hulk Hogan.
0: Like literally Hulk Hogan said uh, the phrase, we're going to put an end to all his shenanigans about the Giant. And it's like someone saying the word shenanigans and we're watching it great i know there's some real like weird language being used by the hulkster
1: at the moment like he keeps calling the giant smelly it's like you know what i mean like as an insult it's very sort of like kids show there's a lot of big stinky giant gear Hmm. um Oh, well, here comes the Hulkster, uh, whose theme is such an obvious knockoff of Real American. I it's the first time I sort of noticed it while we've been doing this, but I was like, "Oh god, that sound like that sounds like a muzak version of Real American."
0: It's it's like the <laughs> lyrics are like he is an authentic USA man. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It's <that's> good.
1: <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Hulkster uh, gets the ring and he tells us that uh, there's a, a young man called Jason Pittman who's having a double lung transplant uh, and he, he wanted the Hulk to confront uh, the giant and put him down.
0: Uh, <laughs> it took so me the a moment when he said that because like, I, I was thinking of Craig Pittman from the earlier thing. And he's like, mm. there's a young man called Jason. And I'm like, oh, what's, where are we going with this? And he's like, who he wants a double lung transplant. And I'm like, Far out's a weird thing to have in an angle yeah that <laughs> was like, and no, oh, I'm not a wrestler uh.
1: no no it's a real well is it a real kid I'm not sure but it wouldn't, I, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past the hulk to be using a real dying child in a promo to get himself over
0: i I really hope uh, that he survived uh, this kid and I hope yeah. that he's real and I hope that he survived um God, I get.
1: Let's, I, let's, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Holster, uh So he he cuts that promo and he says he's going to go find the giant, but beforehand he's got to get out of the ring and high five everyone who's in the front row, um, and then <laughs> so he's high fiving everyone, and uh, Brian <laughs> Brian's mum from the Life of Brian. Uh, is in the audience. I'm not sure if you noticed that. And uh, throws a fistful of cocaine into the face of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, it's not Brian's mum. It's uh, it's the Taskmaster dressed up as a little old lady. And uh, start, I get some Jimmy the Heart really good with her cane or his cane. Um, then he unrobes, showing that it's the Taskmaster.
0: And I like uh, how confused they are. They're like, "This old lady's getting them." It's like, guys!" Well, I did, I did, this I did
1: hear, I did hear Eric Bischoff almost uh, corpse. He's this- like, <laughs> he like, there was a, there was a slight laugh before he started talking. <laughs> He's like, "Who, who is this little old lady that has <laughs> climbed out in the audience?" Uh, <laughs> it's the taskmaster it gets jimmy havoc uh jimmy havoc gets uh jimmy Hart really well uh with a cane um the giant and uh this is where zodiac came out actually sorry the giant zodiac didn't come out earlier with the giant um and snaps the Hulk's, Hulkster's holster's neck again um not zodiac that's it,
0: the giant, the Z- no, the giant out, that. yeah yeah zodiac sort of the- wanders around for a fair while
1: he doesn't do much, the Zodiac. He, uh, he does something weird in a second that I'll, that I'll get to. Uh, the Taskmaster then pulls out a, like a, a portable, portable razor. Got I sound like a man from the 1940s. A portable razor. Uh, and it starts. Electric shears. Uh, electric shaver. And starts, um, or just as they know now, a shaver. Uh and start shaving off the Hulkster's mustache. This is real uh Aslan from uh Lion Witch in the Wardrobe
0: type stuff. I you mean know, you could go Christ. You could go uh Samson from the Bible if you like. <laughs> mm, true, 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 true. I'm more of a C.S. Lewis fan than a Bible fan. <laughs> I mean the two the two do go hand in
1: hand. It's the same thing. Um, um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh meanwhile, uh, so then the American males we've had this happen a few times and this is the show that the giant is, is all powerful the American males uh, with a Z and the nasty boys come down to try and help out but the giant uh, choke slams all of them.
0: Uh, Who those would have two thought t- that the nasty boys were, wouldn't uh, to be the ones to defeat the giant.
1: yeah I know. all Hulk Hogan I'm strange.
0: The nasty uh, boys are the most disgusting wrestlers I've ever seen. Like, I just want it on record because I know that they're going to come up later. They are disgusting. Um, Anyway, carry on. Let's move. Uh, I I noticed while he's shaving Hulk Hogan, he uh, leaves it in a style popularized by a certain silent film actor and or uh, dictator from the 30s and 40s for quite some time. And I was like, I hope that. Because, I mean, if you were an evil mind control guy, uh, shaving Hulk Hogan's iconic moustache into a Hitler moustache is actually better uh, mind games than it is just shaving the whole thing off.
1: It actually is. I thought you were talking about the Buster Keaton Mussolini moustache, but <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, i missed the obvious one, you know. It's always the obvious <laughs> one that you miss. Uh- <laughs> Zodiac is now showing how useless he is, because he's got a pair of scissors, like hair cutting scissors, or just scissors, Uh, (laughs) and he looks like he's about to cut Hulk's hair, and the commentators even say that, and then he doesn't, and then he just sort of stands in the ring with the scissors and decides to kind of half-heartedly go after one of the Nasty Boys' hair in brackets, (laughs)
0: But Zodiac <laughs> he is, is Brutus the barber. barber, so my I suspect he, I suspect Zodiac forgot which gimmick he was portraying, <laughs> and also realised that, uh, you know, he's Hulk Hogan's best friend in real life, and if he cut his hair off, he may no longer ever be employed anywhere. That's genuinely what I thought. I like because it's what it looked like, right? Like it looked like.
1: He'd been given those instructions. I don't know whether the holster said something or he's just jumped to that conclusion himself. Like, oh, I know Terry's not going to be very happy if I cut his hair. I mean, I know he doesn't have much of it, but I just don't he, think this is I I don't think this is a good career move to cut, to cut <laughs> Terry's hair. <laughs> uh, and so, after all that chaos, we cut to an ad break, um, and then when we come back, they're all gone. So we don't really know we we will find out because it's Hulk Hogan and, and Eric and and Brian, uh, brain will keep us up to date at all times about what's going on with with the Hulk stuff um, what an episode man so much going on we're up to the the other main event the second main event uh, which is Arn Anderson versus Rick Flair again Um uh, it's good to see that they're signposting the face heel situation for a moron like me, Rick in yellow, uh, canary yellow trunks and Arne in black. So now I know exactly who is good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have any grey in my storylines, Matt. You know that. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah, Eric. So Eric is now talking about the holster's moustache Uh and I feel like Mongo hasn't said anything for about 20 minutes. And he finally pipes up uh, and goes on a rambling diatribe about how fights with brothers are always dirty. And that's what this match between Arn and and uh, Rick is going to be like. Um, <laughs> Matt just rolled his eyes as I mentioned Mongo. Uh Yeah, and then we go back to the commentators talking about Hulk Hogan and baseball while this really hard-hitting, like Rick and Arn, are working their asses off in the ring and really, you know, there's some snug wrestling going on there. Um,
0: It's really good, hey?
1: It's great, but it's as if it's not happening. It's this weird juxtaposition of, like, you're watching one thing but the commentary is about a completely other thing and it's this weird... Audio visual experience where you're kind of concentrating on two things at once. Mm. Like, if it was in an art gallery, I'd be like, Oh, that's a really interesting use of the form.
0: <laughs> well, it's like, and for you, like, there's you con- you've got the commentators talking about Hulk, you've got the wrestlers uh, in the ring wrestling, and you're also like, Where's Johnny B. Bad right now? Johnny B. Bad, I knew that was <laughs> I- I was actually gonna uh there was an ad for Saturday, <laughs> Saturday night earlier
1: in the episode. Uh and Johnny Be Bad was the star of that. And I was just I was expecting you to bring it up and say something about it, but uh you didn't. So, so I thought I'd so so wait demo's, about
0: uh, demo's solo <laughs> D- WCW Saturday night lives will be uh Saturday nights will be will be coming uh to, to wrestle the soon.
1: Johnny Be Good. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> he's such a weird looking dude man especially in those weird mid-90s photos that you know i don't know (laughs) they're like oversaturated or something like it just he looks plastic he looks like his own action figure
0: (laughs) he does actually that's right i'm not sure he ever got an action figure but uh that's okay. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't
1: have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. But you know, it's 2020. Twitter exists. I'll get on there. Get on the campaign. Once I've got yeah. Warhorse signed to AW, then that'll be my next. That'll be my next thing. <laughs> to, get, to get Johnny <laughs> B. Bad an action figure. Um, Rick gets Arne in a figure four uh, and wins by DQ because Brian Pillman comes out and uh, does like a flying sort of elbow thing uh, off the top rope. Uh, and Pillman now. Are, now beating down rick uh and they're doing like horseman signs uh all the way down the walkway in very sort of heelish ways of like <laughs> the horseman woo uh and then that's that's the end of the that's the end of the episode that's it yeah it, it was uh it's it's a pretty good episode though i i i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it, it it's it is kind of interesting how little wrestling is concentrated on. I mean, like, it is happening and stuff, but it is... I think they're using the weekly shows in the, ways that, in the way that they should be, which is moving stories along, even if it's, mm. like, not great at times. It's more about trying to tell a story and then the wrestling is left for the pay-per-views. Yeah. And I really like that. I don't know if you could do that now in 2020 and people would be into it, but I, I don't know. For well, I mean if, if you
0: sorry. if you can have the middle of the uh the show be something at the level of Eddie Guerrero and uh uh mm. Dean Malenko, then you can probably get away with quite a lot. Uh yeah, that's guess. true.
1: And like the Rick and R match was good as well, but it just it, it sort of seems to I mean, yeah. I, I could understand why all the other wrestlers would be so pissed off with just the constant talking about Hulk Hogan. But from Eric Bischoff's point of view, it makes sense as well, right? Like, this is how you're making money, Mm. right? Like, people like we've spoken about it before. Like, I started watching WCW because they because Hulk and Macho Man went there, so you know, of course, they're going to sell those guys. Mm. They
0: probably go a little bit too far. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's. They certainly go well. They don't, it's, it's, they're not bothering to sell Macho at all. They're, it's just Hulk Hogan at this point.
1: No, not at all. Um Still don't know where Sting is as well. By the way,
0: it's like three weeks of no Sting. Who needs him? They've got <laughs> Hulk Hogan and Disco Inferno gets time. Yeah. Johnny B. Bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mr. Wonderful. Oh, there's no Mr. Wonderful this week. Thank Christ. Oh, man. All right. Well, now that I've completely alienated the audience and pissed off Matt, that's probably (laughs) as good a time as any to end the episode. Um, Lots of you guys listening to this in particular, the Reconsidering uh, Nitro uh, show, which is awesome. If you tell people about it. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or anything that has the word podcast in it, and you can review us and give us a five-star review. If you think we deserve it, that'd be great. Uh, you can follow us on social media. We are Pod on all of the socials, or you can write to us at WrestleWolfPodcast at Gmail. Um, and, uh, yeah, oh, actually, in two weeks' time, uh, I will finally start doing the WWE weekly show as like video content on the YouTube channel. Um, so that's all ready to go. Um, so that's something to look forward to. If you want to see what I look like, I suppose. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not pretty. I promise. Um, yeah. And then until next time, oh, we also have the AEW weekly show, WWE weekly. Um, but if you subscribe to the Wrestle Wolf feed you'll get all of those episodes um but until next time stay safe goodbye goodbye matthew